You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 169. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why it's so difficult for your sponsor or your stakeholders or business leaders to make decisions. It can be incredibly frustrating when you are trying to move a project forward or get decisions around the portfolio or priorities, and they're just really struggling to make decisions, or they say everything's the number one priority, and you just can't seem to get things moving. As frustrating as it is, there are some really good reasons why this is happening, and we're going to dive into some of those reasons today and give you some very effective solutions to keep your decision makers making decisions and moving you forward faster. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit. It's right around the corner. And if you aren't registered, you are missing out. This is the longest running completely virtual conference specifically for PMO leaders designed to help you elevate your PMO and make the highest impact possible with your PMO while also building your own leadership skills and getting you that seat at the table to help drive big impact in your organization. Our event that starts next week will have live content and workshops, including time with me, yours truly, in a live workshop specifically supporting you on your PMO journey. So you've got me in a live workshop, you have several other live workshops, live Q&A sessions with top industry thought leaders, as well as content that will be recorded and available for you 24 hours a day. So it works no matter what time zone you're in or when you want to curl up and watch some really high impact content. Now, one of the things that makes the PMO Impact Summit unique is my belief that knowledge is not power. I know you've probably heard knowledge is power and that that's where your strength comes from, but it's not. It's the application of that knowledge where you really make an impact. What you know doesn't matter if you don't know how to apply it. And every single session comes with action-taking resources to help you apply everything you are learning to elevate your PMO and accelerate your impact. Now, I'm going to be doing a hands-on workshop on the first day of live content on September 27th. And in that workshop, we're going to look at all the things you need to do, the sessions you should focus on, and the results that you'll be able to take advantage of as a part of being at the PMO Impact Summit. I'll tell you where to focus your energy and what sessions are gonna get you the biggest results. Now, we have a really big emphasis in this PMO Impact Summit on elevating the role of the PMO and elevating your leadership capability. So we're gonna be looking at no matter where your PMO is now, what should you be focusing on to create even more value in your organization through the services and capabilities your PMO is going to deliver? And if you've been curious about enterprise architecture, enterprise business architecture, understanding strategy, getting more into the front end of the strategy process, 
and supporting strategy definition and the prioritization of initiatives and making sure that everything's aligned with strategy, you are going to get a ton from this summit because we are specifically focused on sessions targeting the elevation of the PMO. And this is the future impact driver. The future of the PMO has a secure seat at the table in driving business transformation, in driving enterprise agility, understanding and applying business architecture, why you might want to shift from a PMO or an enterprise PMO to a strategy delivery office or a strategy realization office, how to focus on becoming more investment driven instead of project driven, understanding the future of where PMOs are going, how you can apply OKRs, objectives and key results to the PMO and the role the PMO can play in helping to set OKRs for the business, as well as understanding why project portfolio management is a thing of the past and what we should be doing instead. We're even going to be looking at bridging the gap from strategy to execution and how to do all of this while you are bringing people with you through the change process, doing change with them instead of to them. So it's super important that if you are in a PMO, if you are expecting to move into a PMO soon, or if you're already on your journey to transitioning from PMO to strategy realization office, strategy delivery office, enterprise PMO, or the like, that you take the time to get all of this great high impact content from the PMO Impact Summit starting next week on September 27th. We have two live days of workshops as well as access to recordings that are available in any time zone. And then all of our live workshops will be recorded and available through the rest of the week. And thanks to all of these fabulous thought leaders as well as UMT360, we're bringing all of this to you for free. That's right. This is all free and available to you starting September 27th. There is no reason not to be there. And if you say, I'm just too busy, we need to have a different conversation because busy is not productive. Busy does not equal high impact. Lean into the support that we have around you because I wish I had me when I was you and someone that could point you to exactly what you need to be successful. So just go to PMOImpactSummit.com right now and register for free Start getting yourself excited and diving into some of our pre-event content. I cannot wait to see you there next week. Just go to PMOImpactSummit.com, register for free today, download the app, start familiarizing yourself with the platform, and get excited to elevate your PMO for greater impact. I'll see you there. Okay, let's dive into this super frustrating situation many impact drivers have faced, and that is having business leaders or stakeholders that just can't seem to make a decision. What's going on? Why are they struggling to make a decision? And how can you solve this challenge so that you can achieve the results you need to achieve with the PMO and your projects? First, we're going to start with a few things that are a little bit easier for you to control than others such as your own communication. Look at the emails that you send. Look at the reports that you create or that the project managers are creating. Look at the way communication is happening and consider being on the receiving end of that communication and ask yourself, is this as clear, 
simple, and direct as it could be. Because one of the reasons that your business leaders, your stakeholders, your sponsor, your team members might be struggling with making decisions is that they don't really know how to process the information being put in front of them. For example, do you ever forward an email and say, FYI? I'm pretty sure people are wondering, are you seriously going to make me dig through all of this just to know what's happening? Can you give them the bottom line up front? Can you be super clear with the action you want them to take as a result of what's in that email or a decision that needs to be made? Can you put that in the form of a, hey, we need a decision on this and here's the summary of what is below? Just reference the below if you need more context. That alone can increase your chances of getting the decision you're actually looking for. Now, what about meetings? When you go into status meetings, ugh, status meetings, do we really need them at all? Is there a way to provide the information if it's just an update and only use meetings for driving actions and decisions? And if you do that, what do you need to do to drive actions and decisions? Do you have an agenda for those meetings? And does the meeting invite itself say, here's the action we are going to take, or here's the decision we're going to need to get to? If the meeting is important enough to put on somebody's calendar and block their and your precious time, be super clear how you're going to define success. And that success should be, we need to make X decision about Y topic so that we can move Z forward. One sentence, we need to make a decision about the prioritization of this new initiative so that we can reallocate resources effectively and achieve the desired outcomes of this decision. Just starting every meeting with that clarity and how success will be defined or achieved is going to make it easier for people to make decisions. Many times we have these status meetings and within that status meeting, there's like three or four decisions buried in the meeting and no one's even really clear that those decisions need to be made or the impact of those decisions or the impact of indecision. So make sure that when you have a meeting, when you create a report, when you are communicating with your stakeholders, you make it crystal clear that a decision needs to be made what the information is they need to know to make an educated, informed decision and the impact or result of that decision being made. And that leads me to the next one, which is, do they really understand the impact of making or not making that decision? Many times I will hear project managers or PMO leaders complain that they can't get on their business leaders' calendars. And so projects are just stalled with no progress being made whatsoever because a sponsor keeps rescheduling a meeting. But that sponsor isn't actually understanding the impact of their indecision. They don't really know that nothing is happening because you haven't told them. So it's super important that when decisions aren't being made, that business leaders clearly understand that their lack of decision is preventing progress. They need to understand that they are the bottleneck. Many times you'll see project managers that are afraid to point that out. You don't want to make the boss look bad, but if the boss doesn't understand that they're the one preventing success and their own 
business success and professional success is tied to the success of that project, then they need to know that. Many times people stand in their own way, but they are completely unaware that they're the cause of their own problems, their own challenges. So we have to make sure they know. And if you're a PMO leader, you can use reporting and information and communicate things that your project manager or program manager may not be quite comfortable doing. For example, when I was a PMO leader inside an organization many years ago, I remember my program managers would go into meetings with the sponsor and the key stakeholders, and they wouldn't get any support from anyone because the sponsors didn't really understand their role. And they were afraid to point out that because they didn't have decisions, the program wasn't moving forward. And so they would have this stressful interaction that just left everyone spinning because nobody understood, hey, the reason we're not moving forward is because you haven't made a decision. So it's important that as a PMO leader in particular, you are making it obvious, making them aware and clearly and directly saying, here are the impacts of these decisions not being made and even make it such that certain milestones are put in place that show actions or decisions need to happen. And if they don't, the consequences of inaction. That is super important because that's something that many people are afraid to do or uncomfortable doing or don't feel they are in a position to do. And it's why these business leaders and decision makers are walking around wondering what the heck's going on. Nobody's really clearly connecting their inaction to the failures of the program or project. And in these cases where the problem is really you're providing them too much information, we need to make sure that we get very laser focused and specific on the action or decision needed to keep everything moving forward, okay? So look at what you need to change in your reports, in your emails, in your conversations to give them the bottom line up front and be very specific and direct on what you need from them. Trust me, as a business leader, having run my own company for a decade, being in a business leadership position for the 15 years before that inside PMOs, I loved it when my people would come to me and say, here's what I need from you. Go take this action. Go do this to move me forward. We do appreciate it, but it has to be done in the right way. It has to be very direct with, this is what we need. This is the information you need to know to make that decision. These are the outcomes that we will achieve as a result of this decision. This is the impact it'll have on the organization. And of course, this is what happens when we don't make a decision. This is what's being held up. That makes it super clear that the actions are important, the impact of them, and the impact of inaction. Okay, sometimes though, we have a situation where you're not giving them enough information. Now, the advice I'm giving you here should address that, but be thoughtful in looking at what is the information that I'm giving them. Is it enough to make a decision? Sometimes the decisions aren't being made because they don't have enough of the right information. And sometimes it might be frustrating, but that may be the case. You may not have enough information to make the decision at that time. Still be clear on the consequences, still be clear on what's going to move as a result of not having that decision made and make sure that everybody is clear. So sometimes it's too much information, sometimes it's not enough information, and sometimes it's not the right information. What information are you putting in front of them? And is it really the information that's going to help? Sometimes we get so excited about all of the data we can collect that we collect all the data we possibly can, and it may not be the actual information we need 
to drive those educated, informed decisions quickly. Just because you can measure it doesn't mean you should. Just because you can report on it doesn't mean you should. Sometimes we provide so much information or we get lost in the process of collecting and reporting on data that we're forgetting the whole point, which is to get to decisions quickly. So we've got to make sure that we're getting the right information in front of them. And it can be very simple. You can just ask what would help them get to a decision. What do they need to know? And realize that time, scope, and cost are not the holy grail. That only tells you about progress and that you've spent some money and that you've taken some time and that you've done some things, but are there any of those things going to achieve the intended business outcomes? That's really the questions you need to be prepared to answer. Now, here's one other thing that tends to happen in these decision challenged conversations and situations. And that is your business leaders keep making the same decision over and over again, or changing their minds on the same topic. So have you ever been in a situation where your business leader made a decision and then they get together with other people and they make a different decision and you get super frustrated because they keep changing their mind and then wondering why you can't move forward? Here's the thing. Sometimes changing their mind and changing direction is what makes the most sense for a business because they may not have had the right information or enough information prior and now they do. And with that additional information, it influences and causes a different decision. So don't get super frustrated if that happens when it makes business sense. But sometimes you will have a situation where it just seems like they keep changing their mind again and again and it's back and forth. And that means you probably didn't give them enough of the right information up front or gave them too much information or they got overwhelmed by the information and couldn't make a decision. There are a couple of other things that weigh into this that I'm going to get to in a minute that are not within your control. But one thing you can do if it's a recurring problem of business leaders changing their mind and making different decisions, we have to go back to the so that language and we have to go back to holding in front of them the decisions they've already made. Now in our one page executive dashboard, we have two very important places that we are supporting people in remembering the decisions made and understanding the impacts of them. One is a section that reports key decisions made. In that key decisions made area, the major decisions that have already been made are put into that section with an explanation as to what that decision affected, what changed as a result of that decision, what was able to move forward as a result of that decision. So that if they go back and want to revisit that key decision, you can clearly point to the effect of the decision already made, the impact of changing it, and then let them weigh those consequences with making a change. Anytime a decision has already been hashed out and you keep it front and center with them, they're less likely to keep changing their mind again and again because you've made the next action steps that are taking place as a result of that decision and the consequences of making a change front and center. So have on your report with your leaders a key decisions made and the consequences of those decisions, right? So this decision was made and therefore we were able to keep this project moving forward through the scoping process or whatever it's related to. Now, the other section that I have my teams include on all of their executive and sponsorship reports is an items requiring management attention section. Now that items requiring management attention section 
clearly shows them, these are the things I need you to focus on today, right now, in this conversation. And that is usually where we spend our time. First thing they do is get the 100,000 foot view of where the program or project is. The next thing is key decisions already made, so we're not remaking them, and the consequences or next steps effect of those decisions. And then the next thing we do is say, here are the next actions we need you to take. So items requiring management attention is really about driving actions and decisions on the next thing moving forward. Of course, you can also include current status information and things like that on this dashboard, but we do all this in one page. And we start on the left-hand side with those very important first three items, and then everything else becomes secondary after you've gotten those actions and decisions made. So this should help you keep them from making the same decisions over and over again, or at the very least, understanding the consequences and the effect of changing the decision, and that it will require rework, replanning, dates to move, resources to be adjusted, etc. It's okay if things have to change. There could be very good business reasons for doing it. So don't resist the change. Instead, make sure that the people deciding understand the effect of the decisions they're making or the changes they're making. It's their call, not yours. Your job is not to prevent change. Your job is to facilitate change, even if that change is happening more times than you'd like. Just make sure it's clear the consequences of those changes and decisions. And that way, your business leader is making an educated and informed decision, aware of and accountable for the consequences. Now, here are two other things you have less control over, but opportunities for you to find a way to support your decision makers. One is they could have pressures from above that are leaving them very unsure how to proceed. Everybody's got a boss, right? Everyone has somebody else they're reporting to. If it's the C-suite executives, they're reporting to the CEO. If it's the CEO, they're reporting to the board. As an example, everyone's got pressures and they want to make sure that they're making the right decision. And if you're having trouble getting decisions from someone and you're doing all of these other things, there might be other pressures happening that you can't see that are preventing them from moving forward or making a decision. So where can you give them confidence and reassurance and as much information as possible to make sure that they are making that right decision? Be sensitive to that and understanding that there might be things going on that you're not aware of. And it can be as simple as sometimes just asking that decision maker, what can we do to get you more comfortable and have everything you need to make this decision confidently? That can help you uncover places that there are gaps in information or maybe get a little bit to the underlying concerns they have about making the decision. You can also just pay attention, pay attention to what they seem nervous about, pay attention to the questions they're asking, just pay attention to where their energy is and see if you can figure out what might be going on that isn't so obvious or that they're not telling you. I learned so much about people and work dynamics and politics just by paying close attention to what I saw happening, not just what I heard people saying. And that might help you uncover the last topic we're going to talk about here, which is decision fatigue. Sometimes our business leaders are put in a position where they are making so many decisions 
on a daily basis that they're just mentally exhausted. Think about your situation. This might even be happening to you and you don't even realize it. Sometimes you are making a thousand decisions in a single day and you're just exhausted by the time you're getting to some of the decisions that really matter. Now, this can actually be showing up in your personal life or their personal life. Do you find yourself in a situation with chaos going on around you at home? Are you in the middle of big changes like moving or dealing with things with children or having children or getting married or any of those big life changes that happen? Are you doing projects at home? Are you relying on people at home to help you, but they seem to have to always come to you for their next step and can't seem to make any decisions on their own? And so here you are before you've even started work for the day and you've already made 362 decisions from what you needed to wear in the morning to whether or not you were going to work out to what kind of coffee you're going to have to what you were going to do to get your kids out the door on the time to school. All of those decisions seem so harmless on their own. But if you got a good night's rest and by the time you start working in the morning, you are exhausted, you have probably been making way too many decisions that you need to figure out a way to simplify. Now, imagine your decision makers, your business leaders, are they also in that situation? Do they also have way too many decisions that they're needing to make? Now, of course, you can't control their personal lives, but you can control yours. What could you do to get yourself prepared for the day the night before so when you get up in the morning, you don't even have to think? Now, this sounds silly, but I think this is the key to my husband's success and why he's so chipper in the morning. He sets himself up with some fantastic routines, which, thank goodness, include making me my Earl Grey tea first thing in the morning because I'm not a morning person. But every day he has a set routine of the things he's going to do. He's got his workout clothes ready to go. He knows exactly what he's going to do for a workout on each day because he has routines. He knows how his day is going to start. The smoothies get made. The tea gets made. The kid gets to school. Everything happens on a routine. And there are many fewer decisions that he needs to make. And because of that, he seems to have a very easy morning. Sometimes frustratingly so. But again, I'm not a morning person. Thank goodness for the tea. So look at the things you can control about simplifying your own life to make your own decision-making process easier in the morning so that the important decisions can be done with a clear head. Now for your boss or your sponsor or your other stakeholders, those decision-makers at work, while you can't go set out their clothes the night before, what could you do to make decision-making easier for them? Which decisions actually need to go to them? Do they need to be a part of every single decision? If you're doing everything we're talking about here around making their lives easier and making the decision process easier for them, great. But what decisions do they really need to be a part of? Can you have an agreement with them that decisions of a certain level are only the ones that will be brought to them and that decisions that are low impact or the day-to-day death by a thousand decisions can be left to lower levels in the organization and not raised to their level of urgency every time. Now, this requires building trust with them and helping them understand that you will pull them in for every important decision or the decisions that require their attention or action to resolve and then discuss decisions that really aren't as significant, that don't require their time and attention and that you will make sure that they are aware of those decisions and the impacts of them, but they don't need to be dragged into everyone. Because if they seem exhausted with the decision-making process, 
They probably are exhausted with the decision-making process. And again, you can't control the decisions that are outside of the ones that you're presenting to them, but where could you make their lives easier? Decision fatigue is a real thing. And if you're not familiar with it, go spend a little bit of time on the internet searching and seeing the way that people are addressing decision fatigue in their own lives or suffering from it greatly. The other thing to consider around decision fatigue is the time of day that you're asking for these decisions to be made. Now, many people have certain circadian rhythms that are in alignment with daylight. And depending on where you are in the world and the time of day it is and the time of year it is, the human body performs best when it's in its peak up cycle, according to those circadian rhythms. For many people, that means that in the afternoon, they are just not as sharp. They're tired. They might have a low blood sugar. They might have not gotten enough sleep at night, or it's just a down cycle in a normal, healthy circadian rhythm and simply not be the best time for them to make a decision. I know for me that I am pretty much clockwork and that I hit a slump later in the afternoon and I feel utterly exhausted, even if I've gotten a good night's sleep. And I am not a caffeine junkie. I've got that one Earl Grey tea in the morning. But I know that my cycles in a 24-hour period mean that at some points throughout a day, I'm going to be better at making decisions, more alert, and able to move things along faster than at other points of the day. So pay attention to your own circadian rhythms and your sleep cycles and when you're getting your energy and where you feel like you're in a slump. You know, that afternoon time period for most of us where we're going to grab snacks. Maybe instead you need a walk to boost that circadian rhythm out of a slump so that you can make better decisions. That might be going on with your business leaders as well. So again, you will learn so much by simply paying attention to how they are most effective. When do they seem the most alert? When do they seem like they have the best mood or attitude? When do they seem to be able to make decisions quickly? In addition to making sure they have just the right amount of information, not too much, and the right information to make decisions, make sure that you're getting them at the best time. And this might mean that if you have a once a month recurring meeting with them, that you make sure that it's happening during their peak operating and decision-making hours as opposed to when it might be convenient for you. That could mean it's first thing in the morning. Even if you're not a morning person, I get you, it might be the best time to get decisions made from that person. So consider your decision maker and do everything you can to position them for success and understanding the consequences and the right information they need to have and how to process it and what to do to move your program, your projects, your portfolio, and your PMO forward And if you just pay attention to what they're dealing with, the number of decisions they're trying to make, simplifying their decision-making process and the number of decisions they have to make so that they aren't suffering from decision fatigue. Again, you can only control what you can control. And then when they are at their best to make decisions, these simple tricks, this list of simple things that we've talked about today, you can do a great deal with and see huge results when what you're struggling with, with your business leaders and stakeholders is getting to decisions. It will also go a long way to your own effectiveness and your own ability to make decisions. Okay, that's it for all of the suggestions I have for today. Please post this on LinkedIn. Let me know, tag me. 
which of these things worked best to help move your decision makers forward. I would love to hear your feedback, your insights, and any other ideas you have for supporting effective decision-making and other reasons why your stakeholders are really struggling to make decisions. So again, just find this episode, put the link on LinkedIn, tag me in a message and say, oh my gosh, this was so helpful. That was another idea. I tried this and it worked for me. I cannot wait to hear what's working and what's helping you make a bigger impact. And speaking of making a big impact, don't forget that this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit. You must be there with us next week. You have live content that you can watch with us, hands-on workshops, live Q&A sessions with top industry thought leaders, as well as recorded content you can access at any time during that window from September 27th through the end of the week. So go register right now for free so that we can help you elevate your own professional role as well as your PMO so it can make a bigger impact. Go right now to PMOImpactSummit.com, register for free, and I cannot wait to see you there next week. And if you're thinking, oh no, I'm not listening to this when it first came out, go check out PMOImpactSummit.com. We have some other surprises for you and ways for you to check out content after our summit week. And if you love what you are hearing in these podcasts, if we are helping you make a big impact, please subscribe, download these podcasts, take them with you on your high impact journey and leave us a rating and review so others know that this is the place to go if they want to make a high impact with their PMO. Okay, have a high impact rest of your week. Bye-bye for now.